welcome to the One More Verse podcast. This is John Nix, and I'm excited to have you along on this Monday, November the 30th, 2015. Today's reading was 1 Samuel chapter 15, verses 10 through 28. So come on, and let's discuss what we read together. Disobedience always comes with a heavy price. This is something that the first king of Israel learned the hard way. We find in the life of Saul, as we pick up our reading for today, that God's word comes to Samuel the prophet, and he says something to Samuel that absolutely rips his heart in two. God says that he regretted that he made Saul king. He, he, Saul had disobeyed. And in not obeying and not performing God's commandments, God had to act against his sin. It was not as if this was the first time that Saul had disobeyed. And when we see the way that God deals with sin, sometimes we're prone to think that he is some angry God up there with a lightning bolt just waiting for that one time that you barely step out of line and then wham, he's going to hit you. But that's not the way that God works. The truth of the matter is that God is rich in mercy and kindness that he's patient. And for Saul, this was an ongoing pattern. This was not a one-time occurrence. And so this just happens to be the time when God brings judgment. And so he tells Samuel, Saul is no longer going to be able to be my king. And the Bible tells us that it struck Samuel to his very core and that he just cried all night long. And so after having this kind of revelation, he gets up to go and he goes to find Saul. And when he goes to find Saul, he finds out that he's not where he thought he would be and he had gone somewhere else. And so um, he goes and when he finally comes to Saul, Saul walks out as if nothing has happened. He walks out and he greets Samuel and he has the audacity to say, I have done every single thing that the Lord commanded me to do. And you just have to wonder, what was Samuel's posture? What was his tone of voice like? Did these elderly eyes burn a hole in Saul? Because as he doesn't really let Saul even get a speech out, he confronts him with the truth and he asks him a very direct question. If you obeyed and you did what the Lord said to do, which was to devote to destruction everything of these people, then why is it that I can still hear the noise of their livestock in my ears? And so Saul begins to um, make excuses. And he says, no, 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 we, we brought them uh, because the people wanted to keep some of these because they wanted to sacrifice. And, and notice the phrasing to the Lord, your God. But he said, the rest, you know, we devoted to destruction. And so Samuel just says, stop. Just just stop it, Saul. What are you trying to do? Because we're really good at trying to rationalize and justify ourselves. It's as if when we obey, that if we obey, even if it's partial obedience, we think that we're okay. And so Samuel just stops him right in his tracks. You see, Saul's disobedience brought his rejection and so God's change of attitude was not a change of purpose, for God is unchanging in his purpose, but he had to change his attitude towards Saul because of his disobedience. And so as he confronts him about this, we're reminded of something that's very difficult. 
When it comes to obedience, there is no such thing as partial obedience or delayed obedience. And so Samuel confronts him directly and says, what are you doing? And he begins to make excuses. And then he says, just stop it, Saul. I'm going to tell you what the Lord has, ha- has to say about this. And he recounts to him his history. Imagine as he reminds Saul of where he came from, this timid farmer who was hiding in the baggage on his day of, on the day of his coronation has been made king over Israel. This one who is handsome and head and shoulders taller than every one of his countrymen. God gave him a mission and he told Saul what to do. And instead of doing that, he did not obey. And then Samuel begins to go ahead and to probe his heart a little bit. And he said, listen, what was it about this spoil that made you think that it was worthy of disobeying the Lord? Why would you go and do this sort of evil? And then Saul tries to justify himself. And he says, no, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. I, I went on the mission that God sent me on and I've brought the king back and I've devoted all of the Amalekites to destruction. I've done this. But then he begins to blame others. These people took of the spoil, sheep and oxen and the, the, the best of the things we devoted uh, to destruction because all of this was we were going to sacrifice to the Lord. There it is again, your God. And then Samuel brings us to a point that is important for us to understand. Samuel says, listen, do you think that God derives his pleasure and his delight in the fact that an animal died and was burned? Do you think that it is one of those things where he's prescribed this because this is what really truly brings him joy in his people? And he tells us an important principle. He tells Saul that, listen, to obey is better than sacrifice. And to listen is better than the fat of rams. What does that mean? Well, it means this. It means that when God looks at us, we cannot barter with him through some sort of religious rituals and liturgy. God is interested in hearts that love him. And in that love, it is measured out by our our obedience. And then he gives some comparison points and he says that rebellion is like the sin of divination and presumption is like the iniquity of idolatry. And you have rejected the word of the Lord. And so God has rejected you from being king. Those words must have stung because we have this whole moment where suddenly it dawns upon Saul the severity of what has just taken place. Sin is so destructive and we are so prone to lying to ourselves that Saul just thought that because he had partially obeyed that it must have been fine. And so he recognizes because of the way that Samuel approaches him and how sharp these words are. And he says, I have sinned and I I have, I've transgressed the commandment of the Lord and, and his words, but it was because I was afraid of the people. And so I obeyed their voice. There he is. This is not genuine repentance, recognizing his own disobedience. He is still trying to blame others and only giving himself a part of the blame. I was afraid, but the reason I was afraid was because of the the people. So I obeyed them. And so he looks to Samuel and he says, would you please pardon my sin? And, and, And here we see that Saul's heart just still doesn't understand. You see, it is not Samuel 
that can pardon his sin. Only God can pardon his sin. And Saul doesn't even uh, truly recognize the fact that, as David later would say, against you only have I sinned. The truth is that Saul is, is more interested in just having the consequences go away than anything. And so he, he asked Samuel, would you please pardon my sin and, and let's go and, 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 and we'll worship before the Lord. But Samuel says, I'm not going with you. You rejected the Lord. The Lord's rejected you. And so he turns to leave. And I want you to imagine the scene as Saul, the king, this is the king seizing the skirt of Samuel's robe. And, and it must have been some sort of force, whether Samuel is pulling away or whether he grabbed it so quickly or whether it was a weak spot, but, but the skirt of his robe, it tore. And Samuel takes it as an opportunity to use it as an object lesson. And he says, Saul, what just happened in this simple piece of clothing is a picture of what God has done. For he's torn the kingdom from you and he's given it to a neighbor of yours who is better than you. What words, how heavy, how weighty, how difficult it must have been. He's given it to a neighbor who is better than you. You see, for us, when it comes to sin, we've got to recognize there's no such thing as partial obedience. Partial obedience is disobedience. There's no such thing as delayed obedience. Delayed obedience is disobedience. And when this becomes the ongoing pattern of your life, God has to act towards sin or he is not God and he is not just but he is also merciful and so in Christ we have God's favor but we must be careful and we must take sin so very seriously so let us learn from Saul let us not be fearful of what others think and give in let us not seize the best things for ourselves and only partially obey and let us recognize that when it comes to God God's not interested in your huge demonstrative works that you can do and put on display for everyone else. He's not interested in how many times you go to the soup kitchen as much as he is interested in. Do you love him? And is that love borne out through your obedience? To obey is better than sacrifice. Thanks for listening to the One More Verse podcast. For more information about Vertical Purpose or One More Verse, visit johnnicks.org. I would love to hear from you, so find me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram using the handle TheJohnNix. And don't forget to download the Vertical Purpose app for additional resources. Thanks again, and join me tomorrow for the One More Verse podcast.